0: Hello and welcome to the Stafford Beer Brain of the Firm Reading Group uh, with General Intellect Unit. We are here uh, finishing up Section 2 of Chapter 20. Um, This is uh, taking um, our start from the middle of page 362. Uh, so uh, for the listeners, uh, just a note that we have been in recess for two weeks uh, over the holidays. Um, so we're, we're picking things up again here. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've been away from the <laughs> reading group for a while. So we may have forgotten some things from, from last time. Uh, but uh, we will carry on. Uh, So then, um, this anecdote about the Chilean codes is recorded not merely for the sake of completeness, nor to embroider a tragic event with trivial flourishes. If people could only see, when locked in conflict, that the distinctions drawn here apply to them and to their situation, detente would mean more than airport embraces as to societary conflict in the post-industrial age, there are always at least three parties, management, workers, government, to a dispute, which makes the customary binary logic inappropriate, and there is a whole range of models and codes in continuous use, which is not within anyone's interest or perhaps competence to acknowledge. Can it be, then, that political naivete is a... Uh, characteristic of politics itself rather than of commentators or those who intervene, uh, much as economic naivete is characteristic of economics itself. We cannot of course (coughs) advert to military naivete in the same terms because this brand of childishness leaves all the protagonists dead. In developing figure 48 into figure 49, Uh, further problems of apparent naivete arise. And that is why these preliminary explanations have been given and commentary made on them. In order to penetrate further into the mechanisms that underlie figure 48, which derive from Figures six and seven, we need to see the relevance of control theory and engineering, and to draw on figure eight and its accompanying discussion. Here now is the specification for the bridge of understanding that has to be constructed in the mind. The realities of political crisis proliferate enormous variety, which defeats any attempt to depict the anastomotic reticulum that houses the invariants that underlie this complicated behavior. The bridge crosses from the apparently too chaotic, a tangled skein that beggars description, to the apparently laconic, a few lines and symbols without manifest richness, and back again. The cybernetician spends a professional lifetime walking this bridge. Without it, he, uh, she or he may be trapped in a state that is either irrelevant, because too spare at one end of the bridge, or otios, because engulfed at the other. Let us try the walk. Figure 49 redraws its predecessor and omits the attenuating connection that stands for a loss of variety in learning about the nature of the crisis initially, since this has already been discussed at length. The single transmission line that runs from input to output conveys the information that produces action, and we know that this is not a single line in reality, but a mass of tangled cabling. Each strand of it is under threat as to its physical existence, its probity, its susceptibility to be noisy, and its internal lack of redundancy. Each strand, then, in the Shannon sense, is a poor risk as a transmitter of valid data, and the tangled cable itself, despite its mostly accidental redundancy, will not offer much improvement because it has not been properly excuse me because it has not been properly designed as a redundant net to protect its power to inform. Even so, we are now we are not now primarily concerned with these defects, but with those that attenuate variety. Is it in the nature of the channel that constitutes any strand in the cable to preserve variety in the Ashby sense that it can discriminate between all the states of the system that the crisis proliferates. The answer to this is no. And this is the reason why variety is shown as attenuating on the way from its input input in A to the sensorium where the conceptual model is now represented as the feed-forward function of the system. Justification for the negative answer could be offered at this stage of the description, but it will be much easier to understand when the description is complete. Uh, So looking at figure 49, um, we have the uh, A, B, and C uh, circles, which are in connection uh, with uh, each other, as well as this loop. Um hang on, I'm just gonna mute someone's making sound. No. No, oh it's Matt. Okay. Uh got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, muted now. Okay, good. Uh nice. Uh yes, so we have the uh the loop uh that is connecting uh point A uh going around and then connecting into this core uh, with its further connections at uh, T2, T3, and T4. Uh, so we have um, the feed feedback loop, uh, F of A, uh, capital F of A, and then we have uh, a sensorium, which has the lowercase F of A, uh, connected to a C of S um, and yeah so what we'll, we'll, we can see the attenuation uh, that's coming out of the input there um, and I guess we'll get to the rest of it as we continue going um, so any uh, comments on this uh, section here uh, Jeremy go ahead
1: Oh, Jake in the chat pointed out that C of S stands for Criterion of Stability.
0: Oh, thank you. Nice. Uh, So that is what is regulating F of A, or is is in relationship with lowercase F of A, the sensorium. Um, Boast, go ahead.
2: I just have like a quick question because like a uh, clarification so when he's talking about these like multiple strands coming out like that of course goes back to like the something pronounced the reticulum um that's in figure six and seven but would it be assumed that the path that's leading from input a would like even though there's there's like a tangle of all of these different you know things leading out from this system would it be assumed that there's also the one coming from b and c or is it just a mess in there like, I guess, like, do not all stable lines that exit the system keep going around to turn to action?
0: Um. So, that's a good question. As far as I can tell, so if we go back to the previous diagram. I think, I think A is just
3: a, a label for the shape. It's just, it just happens to be next to the dot, it's not at least that's right
0: um
1: a is us in a situation yeah. where there are multiple actors
0: mm-hmm I get okay you. yeah um, yeah it says uh on page uh 354 uh Figure 48, three major interest groups A, B, and C are depicted as intersecting the Hatch Circle in an imbroglio of developing crisis. We consider first the behavior of one of the three in cybernetic terms. So it's an arbitrary choice. Uh, But the others may have these loops as well. We're just looking at A as our primary consideration uh, here. Okay. Uh, Shane, go ahead.
4: So, so maybe to pin it down to more concrete examples, it, let's say A is the party, B is capital, and C is I don't know the military or something. This is a huge multi-agent system. There's there's three big big actors that are fighting over fighting it out over something. What's being depicted here is a very abstract representation of the way that the the proletarian like hive consciousness will process the crisis and respond to it. Um, so it, it's it's represented as the usual stuff we've seen of like, oh, there's a there's a feed-forward network and then there's a feedback network, almost like it was just a simple thermostat. But what's in the middle there, the sensorium and the, the lowercase case, F of A and the criterion of stability are the kind of representations of the kind of internal mental model of the crisis. But because we're not dealing with a, per, a single person here, we're dealing with, like just just say it's the party right like it's the, the 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 giant proletarian organ that we would love to build all of that is just a horrific mess of implicit half models and stuff that's built up it's the kind of group consciousness or the group unconscious most likely right um and i think what, what beer is kind of saying here is that like all of those like inputs are going to be every single person's and every member's sensory interaction with the crisis, and their cognization of the crisis, and their communication with each other, and their uh, conferring with each other about the crisis, and the, the the building up of a shared understanding in conversation, and so on. That's that's what the the model constitutes. It's the the emergent conversational model. But all of that is is crazy complex. That's, and it, it's tangled to hell and back. and it's always going to be an impoverished representation of the the actual crisis itself. But of course, that's what's informing our action back onto the back onto the situation. and it's all happening in real time and distributed because you're dealing with millions and millions of people all going about their their uh, their things separately. So it, it reduces to a very simple diagram of a thermostat. But this is a fucking planet-scale thermostat made of people. Uh, so horrifically complicated and tangled, even when it's just drawn as a simple single line. And then also, capital will have its own equivalent of this process. They're, they're like processes of conference with them, with each other. and the kind of sensory stuff that they have going on and, and so on. And it'll all be very different for, for them, too. Um, so you can, you can, and then, like, maybe just to cap it off, when you go to the right, right-hand right side of the diagram, you've got the output leading to action and back over to the left-hand side. There's those intersects at T2, T3, and T4. So there's action that applies back to the parity itself, back to A. And then there's action that applies to, the action between a and b so there's there's action you apply to yourself that like the party discipline or whatever you want to call it then there's how the party moves against capital and then there's the interaction between capital and the military just to pick the three examples that i laid out but all of those are part of your feedback that's what you're acting back on you're acting back on yourself but you're also acting on the relation between yourself and other um, and that's this is and again even that introduces another huge dimension of complexity.
0: Yeah that, that's technically feed forward not feedback right the the, the Oh loop, you're right yes yeah. so that's, that's the, the action going back out but the, the yeah. feedback is the, the feedback is, is the do- dotted <laughs> the dotted line is the, is the feedback right so the yeah. feedback network
4: tunes your action uh, which is which is pushing forward
0: yeah sure uh both go ahead.
2: Yeah, I guess I was just like under the assumption that like the 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 thought process between A to the input is unilateral in that it's just A thinking about A, right? It's not like regressing to A considering B and C. Like I know that they all kind of collide back at the action, but uh I guess this is just A considering itself when it's finding that
4: criteria uh stability. I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 A's conception of its own involvement, and which which is also a conception of the crisis because mm-hmm. a, a will never understand the crisis in itself. It'll only ever understand its own involvement. It's it's that kind of like phenomenal problem, or uh, or what have you.
0: Um, so uh, yeah. So this, uh, you're you're saying, Shane, that this is a model of. You know, many thousands of people, or whatever, but uh-huh. it, could, it could also just be an individual too. Oh
4: yeah, because yeah. the same
0: it, dynamics it, are basically it, it, it applies either way, right? Because. Yeah, sure. You know, we still have, like, millions of neurons that are Mm -hmm. working through our situation. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: You get the repetition
0: (laughs) of the model at
4: at different scales, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I believe the sort of level that Beer is talking about here is supposed to be that sort of higher level. Uh, He talks about kind of more or less, like, let's take Chile as an example Mm -hmm. And Chile in its international context Uh, in earlier in the chapter, he kind of suggests that while also saying this is a more general thing than just that. Uh, Okay, so let's let's keep moving. Uh, There'll be more explanation of what's going on here. Uh, The feedforward function, lowercase f of a, is necessarily a function so complicated that it can never be accurately specified in terms of the unknown equations connecting the myriad unknown variables that the anastomotic reticulum includes and manipulates. This does not mean to say that it cannot be accurately specified at all. Certainly it can for the sensorium is a black box which operates on an input to produce an output, and, consult the definitions of Chapter 2, the feedforward function is simply the ratio of these two. Uh, But it might well be asked, in this very high-variety crisis and amid all the chaos, how can this ratio possibly be labeled simple? How can it even be conceived of as a consistent function at all when this black box could be merely a random number generator, a box that absorbs inputs, ignores them and capriciously issues arbitrary outputs. The answer to this question is well said the debate enshrines a truth worthy of its few paragraphs. Um, so yes, the lower case uh, F of a, the feed forward function um, is, uh, yeah, the anastomotic reticulum there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's the lowercase F of a is on the main line, the, 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 um, uninterrupted line there, right? Which is the feed forward. And then the dashed line is the feedback. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what's going on there. Um, all right. So let's, let's continue. Um, The sensorium houses a conceptual model, the pattern of operations of which, as a decision taker, constitutes the feed-forward function. We saw in uh, one that this model does not have requisite variety. This is precisely why it is able to behave with consistency. In the diagram, there appears to be, or excuse me, there appears a solid black dot at the point where input is transduced into the sensorium. Uh, solid black dot where input is transduced into the sensorium. Uh, I see, okay, that is uh, T1, right? No, uh, no, it's it's the left side of F of A, of the sensorium. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, The transduction involves a homomorphic many-to-one mapping of the variety. That is to say, input variety, already attenuated, although it will be, uh, will again be attenuated insofar as the conceptual regulatory model cannot contain it. Uh, This is an interesting point that Beer makes, right? Is that... um, the model, our model of the world does not have requisite variety. Um, and this is exactly why it's able to be consistent at all. Right? Um, the fact that it doesn't have requisite variety means that it has some degree of consistency <laughs> because the amount of variety out there is so much. Uh, if the model was just, you know, if, if, the, if the map was the territory, it wouldn't be very useful at all. Um. Uh, uh, Okay, so uh, suppose for example that we were expected to take action of some kind in response to a scene full of elaborately changing color patterns when a certain feature became a particular shade of yellow. If we were forced to survey this scene through a screen of glass filters that reduced the scene to primary colors, then the transmission line would not have requisite variety to distinguish the particular shade of yellow concerned. We should make many errors, but at least our, all our outputs would be yellow rather than say red. Next, suppose that a witch appeared and transformed us into dogs. These dogs have no retinal cone cells, and their conceptual model of the scene is without color altogether. It is composed in chiaroscuro. Then, the mapping of our particular shade of yellow would coincide in our model with shades of other colors as well, at some equivalent level of grayness. This illustration is meant to show that independently of variety attenuation in the transmission, variety is lost in transduction into the sensorium because the transducer may recognize only that variety which the conceptual model itself can discriminate. Uh, It follows therefore for party A that the variety of its own model decides the variety of the crisis. Then the reason why his feed-forward function is a relatively simple and consistent input-output ratio is because input variety has been attenuated in initial perception and in transmission and finally in recognition within the conceptual model. Um, No wonder that better dead than red no wonder that this or that ethnic group is wicked. Well, that and this ethnic group, namely us, is un- impeccable. And in The Limit, if even these dichotomizing tricks should fail so that the cumulative pattern of the three variety attenuators just mentioned should result in no pattern at all, however crude, then the sensorium is reduced to a variety of one. Something rather than nothing has occurred. There is a crisis, but it has no pattern. It is incomprehensible. No wonder then that there should sometimes be a random response, as earlier predicted. Yet even this is subject to bias when we are dealing with vi- uh, vi- excuse me when we are dealing with viable systems. For the random response has a value in a metasystemic calculus that of survival itself. Thus, we may expect the response that was foreseen to be random to verge towards the catatonic. There is more survival value in lay, lying low when you have no idea as to what may be going on than in leaping on a horse and riding off in all directions. Okay, uh, Shane, go ahead. And then we'll go to Jake. There's, there's so much here. I, I kind of love it. So <clears throat>
4: the thing with, like, the random responses is that, like... Um in, when you're dealing with probabilistic things um, and you're trying to select a strategy for responding to a situation, you might, you might think, oh, you have, to, you have to select a strategy that performs really well. But actually, you need to select a strategy that performs better than random chance. That's, that's the, the baseline is randomness, not null action so in in these kind of like game theoretic terms you you don't assume that your default action is to take no action you assault, you assume that your default is to take random action and beer identifies that as the baseline here as well that like this kind of like random thrashing would be the baseline we judge all other kind of possible strategies against um, and like there's there's examples in the world like i mean a lot of a lot of like uh hedge fund managers and like high frequency trading sort of people they actually perform worse than coin tosses at their job, um, which means that they're they're actually worse than useless. It would be more useful to do nothing, which is that kind of like catatonic state um, and that, that catatonia is a thing that like organisms do right they go into like depressive states to just give up on action momentarily while the crisis is so so chaotic and threatening rather than continuing to bother processing the thing um. I mean, I was reading a thing recently that was about that, right? That was like that in, the, in, in human beings and in all kinds of organisms, depression is actually like a biologically functional thing to do. That like when you're faced with a crisis, you get, first you get anxiety, right? You go into fight or flight mode and you get this like hyper observant, hyper aware, very skittish disposition. But after a while with persistent threat and persistent danger and persistent chaos, the organism just goes, your, your your nervous system will actually start to shut down. Like, like when a, a rabbit goes limp in a fox's mouth, because it's trying to spare you the pain of continuing in that chaotic environment. And I think that that's all perfectly functional on the biological level. And I think that's kind of, there's an analogy then to like the kind of revolutionary depressivism, that like when revolutions can't sustain themselves through these, like, extremely chaotic scenarios. And people and institutions kind of lose lose hope, right? They go into this catatonic state. They decide it's better to pack up and go home and hope that the fascists don't come knocking on their door rather than persist fighting and so on. Um, so, yeah, there's, a, there's a, a lovely amount of stuff going on here that um, is... <sighs> All of this seems really important. I think I think there's probably a lot more to tease out in these couple of paragraphs, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try.
0: Uh, Jake, go ahead, then we'll go to Matt.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think this is definitely you know there's definitely a lot, especially like even in the next next like page and stuff. I, I kept like trying to reread it and then like reading a paragraph and then realizing I didn't really understand what was going on and having to start it over again. Um, but You know, I I think, yeah, I think what he's saying is important about how, right, like things in crisis situations especially are so chaotic, it's impossible to be able to respond to them as an organism or as an organization, Um, not respond to them, but just respond to any, everything, every potential, you know, Um, and so basically... I think what I'm what I've understood from this is that it's 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 like cutting off all potentiality of like oh what's actually happening here uh it's so complicated that we're just going to say nothing's happening and we'll just do what we always did or what we were going to do anyway um you know and I, I keep thinking as he says all these examples of just like um like how the state responds to um like the crisis of like like black lives matter uh uprisings over the summer of just like just sort of defaulting back to just shoot them just use the police and then when like uh two days ago right and there's uh, you know these like right-wingers in the Capitol. it's like there's such a disorganized response because they were so not used to like kind of this sort of far right uh I wouldn't say far right protesting, but like anyone being in the capital without authorization, right? Like that—that that idea was so like foreign. I think there wasn't a contingency plan. I mean, or you know, it doesn't even matter, right? If there was a contingency plan, you know, it, the point of a system, the function of a system, is what it does. So uh, the, the fact that they, they didn't do anything means there—if if there was a contingency plan or something, then it wasn't implemented, and so it didn't really matter that it existed or didn't exist. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's definitely interesting to sort of like tease out what might overload a system that you are in opposition to and like see where there might be some kind of uh, opportunity for like useful things coming out of it. Um, But I think that that also means like uh, the party or whatever needs to, Again, like we've talked about before, I think like needs to have the requisite variety to like allow for those potential responses that are like very much out there and aren't just like uh, we just like sort of march in a circle or uh, we just like sell newspapers or something. You know, it's like we can't just like fall back on those things. I think I, I'm, you know, I know we've said this before. Can't just fall back on those old methods.
0: Um, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess, uh, with this reference to uh, the, the, the capital getting stormed by a right-wing mob uh, uh, a couple days back, and what happened there uh, in this sort of b- very bizarre farce of a color revolution... Um, uh, you know, maybe you could make reference to like the uh, de-escalation tactics that the, the Capitol police used, right? Like just buddy up with everybody. Um, Let's just let them in, you know, like that might be the baseline that they, they went back to as opposed to like, um, you know, a, a sort of, uh, completely frantic response. They had this kind of like, well, we'll just basically give in and let them in and and and, and de- de-escalate until it's over. Um, so that's uh, that's maybe the, the sort of better-than-random-chance <laughs> baseline that they were operating off of. Uh, who could say? There's, there's a lot of backroom maneuvering that was going on around that, but... Um, uh as as to what the police on the ground did that's kind of seems like maybe it was the the training that they fell back on uh if it just wasn't just their inclination to have fun with their buds um uh matt go ahead Nah. Hey, just
5: so much in the, in, the, in these couple of uh, I, 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 I chapters, um, I, I, um uh, paragraphs even, um, uh, <laughs> chapters too, but I'm, um, yeah, like uh, when, when it's talking about you know the the uh, you know no wonder this or that you know ethnic group is wicked or you know better dead than red or or whatever you know like yeah the, 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 I think the flip side of that is that yeah that, that actually often is like kind of adaptive you know a friend enemy distinction that you know actually you know it, 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 something simple is often you know a lot easier to transmit than um. Uh, us something complicated you know like i'm, I'm picturing like a, like the vaccine rollout here where you know like vaccines are just rotting on the shelf because of all these complex rules versus like if you just had a very simple rule that you can propagate you know of uh, just you know uh, vaccinate anyone that comes in you know that would actually like help uh, uh you know the, the the coordination among like these very distributed uh, uh agents that you know don't have like quick um uh uh communication with each other you know don't have great like lines of communication lines of communication that that, that do exist have like very high latency and so like, i feel like for a lot of like leftist organizing you know like yeah, things that um uh, uh hurt bosses and help workers are good you know just anything that fits that you know, and especially anything that transfers control from bosses to workers you know anything anything that, that uh uh helps tenants and hurts landlords you know you you, you, you you're you're good other you know, that that really helps that kind of uh large-scale um uh, uh coordination and uh, also an echo the 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 stuff of um uh um where yeah inaction is yeah actually is um uh uh, uh, uh adaptive you know i'm, uh, I'm thinking of um there's a um thing, Zugzwang, that basically says that you know it takes advantage of the fact that you know you don't have an option to not move on your turn in chess, and so you know like there's a lot of strategy that relies on the fact that you know they have to do something. So you know, and you know, there there are a lot of situations where in theory you know, like if you could do nothing, you actually would be better off. But you know, if you can put people in double binds where they have to move, you know, then that's useful. You know, and you know, and I think it's also like kind of a common of like how fixated beer is on them, um, uh, um, like different la- levels of abstraction and recursion, because uh, uh, l- like that's part of what you get when uh, uh, you can actually go between different levels of recursion, like you know, like the fact that a crocodile actually can, you know, just like go into torpor and you know not eat for a year, like that is incredibly useful. <laughs> like, well, you know, there's nothing really like like on this you know time frame for me, so uh, you know, until until things, uh, I'll, I'll just uh wait and uh, hope things get better and uh. Uh, yeah. And you know, I, I think, uh, um, you know, a lot of organizations like um, they don't have that capacity. Right. Th- they're totally dependent on momentum. Like they really don't have the ability to go into torpor and then, you know, like uh, uh, come out again. You know, they're, they're more like, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah, most mammals um, uh, uh, where you know, if, if you just like lie there for you know two weeks, like you'll just be dead. <laughs> uh, you know, if you had an organization that actually had the capacity to go into torpor and just, you know, like reactivate, you know, like when they need to, like that would be uh, that'd be quite the thing.
0: Thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, I, I didn't quite follow your example of Zugzwang. Zugzwang is a case where you are at a disadvantage because you have to move because that's the rules of chess. But what were you trying to? Uh, what were you trying to uh, suggest with that? Um, uh,
5: so- so, so so, like versus, um, uh, um, you know, so like a crocodile that can go into torpor or a bear that can hibernate, you know, is like the equivalent of if, uh, you know, in chess,
0: you could. Uh, uh, you could turn. skip your turn. I see. Yes, yes. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, often case in chess, players will try to find ways to make quiet moves that are as close as possible to being able to not do anything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Shane, go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm with Matt on a lot of that stuff,
4: right? And I think a lot of that relates to the, um, I think it it kind of helps clarify my thinking on some of my kind of like problems with like the activist mindset, which is like like a kind of shark, where if it stops moving, it'll just dissipate, you know? Um, It'll like, yeah, rather, maybe there is actually great virtue in being able to go into deactivation mode rather than forcing yourself to always expend energy and wear yourself down. Um, which is, I think, quite contrary to the usual sort of activist mindset and like the usual left mindset, where it's, oh we got to push now, comrades, is it? To, 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 we're, we're moments away from the barricades. It's just one more push, and it's always, it's always one more go around the wheel, burning more people out. Whereas there, there might, in fact, be virtue in just um, allowing yourself to go into hibernation for a little while and come back when you have strength. Like maybe it's a kind of strategy of patience, I guess. Um, and also, like I think the the kind of variety reduction that beer is going on about here is the kind of the, the negative sense where you you would like to understand more of the, the world, um, uh, but there is also I think as Matt was alluding to the kind of positive variety reduction of heuristics, of um, quick and dirty rules that allow you to make decisions rapidly without needing to know all the details of things, um, and those 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 still definitely apply even if it's. Um, possible it's possible to end up in pathological situations of variety reduction but there are also like quick and dirty heuristics that can really help you to act um, such as you know generally favor an action that will increase the power of the workers or whatever
0: well and I think when we cover understanding class on from alpha to omega this is really going to be a question that comes up because uh, that book is in many ways trying to compl- uh, complicate the Marxian class framework. Um, so, you know, uh, we will see the advantages versus disadvantages of doing so. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. <laughs>
1: So one thing to point out is the way people are educated and the way their minds evolve and the way they develop epistemologies in this particular historical moment causes them to reach a place where if the variety gets too high, they have to shut it down, no matter what's going on, no matter whether that's a good strategy or not. And so... You get this sense of, oh, I can't come up. I can't respect people's pronouns. That would be too complicated. How am I going to remember what people's pronouns are? And it's because they're like, ah, too much variety. We need to shut down variety. There's only two genders. Fuck, you know, like. And so, like. There's a lot of that, and our culture really exacerbates that. They, the idea that there should be lots of variety is really, really pushed against. It doesn't really need to be that way. I mean, we could have a society where everyone's just high on acid and just recognizes all kinds of crazy shit and be like, cool, that's fine. I mean, there are a lot of shamanic cultures where you're like, oh, you're in an astral state, fine, okay, cool, hi, I'm here on Earth, you know. Um, but are there are reasons we don't do that. As societies get more complex, it's easier to control them if you minimize local variety and have the control of variety always be at the top, not at the bottom. If the bottom has too much variety, it's too hard to control. So, you know, um, it's interesting to see, you know, you know, Caligula elected his horse onto the Senate and did all kinds of things that were just batshit. But it was fine because he was at the top, and the variety on the bottom didn't really wasn't really affected by any of this. You know, if you wanted to take the legions and have them fight a war against the sea, that was fine. You know, have them march into the water and stab the water with their gladii. You know, like fine. It wasn't really threatening to the system. It's the same way. I mean, people ask why was Donald Trump the president for four years and not turn America into a smoking crater. And it's because, you know, it's fine for the top to have that shittery as long as there's effective control going all the way down the hierarchy.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) uh, I think fine is a little... A bit of a stretch, uh, but it's 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 maybe it's tolerable. It's tolerable to have have Caligula in charge or to have Donald Trump in charge. It's 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 not like it's totally copacetic and fine <laughs> it is yeah, fine I,
4: with tolerating it itself but it is still horrific but like maybe that's, that's the big contrast is that like you know we we take a huge objection to all this kind of shit but the system doesn't <laughs> it, fucking lo- it. it's fine with bullshit uh, we don't like bullshit but, but it loves it
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, this stuff erodes the system. It's it's bad for the system, but it's not instantly lethal or... Yeah, and, and, and it,
4: huh? I'm fucking drinking here, you know, of course, yeah. things are bad for the system, but still, we'll, we'll, the <laughs> system will still do it, certainly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's not going to put the system into an instant... Um, emergency response a full emergency response um, Yeah,
1: I mean I think the reason like Lenin's adage every cook can govern is really threatening to a system where you don't want the cooks governing you know oh sure um, and you know coming up with the idea of high variety proletariat is kind of terrifying you know I mean Orwell's description of Barcelona in 1936 where the proles exhibit very, very high variety and therefore don't need leaders is – that's an amazing passage in Homage to Catalonia where he says, it was the first time in my life I'd been in a place where the proletariat was in the driving seat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very – very good part of that book, um, definitely. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's keep moving on. Um, all right, so uh, the next step in the process is strange indeed. It is, as the diagram shows, a variety amplifier and an amplifier of very high gain, of very high gain. Consider there is a basic requirement, as argued in section one, which spoke of a need in very principle to balance the variety equation across the sensory motor and anastomotic reticulum because of the pertinence of Ashby's law within the crisis, given that the regulatory loop is closed. Everything so far discussed about the loop that provides the channels to this end from a continuous registration of crisis within the hatched area through the input at a <coughs> to the model represented by the feedforward function lowercase f of a diminished as it in turn is by subjection to an established criterion of stability has led in product to a huge attenuation of variety in the conceptual model. The self-organizing viable system, because it is also self-conscious, recognizes this attenuation. Probably, it has no real insight into how that attenuation arose, and that is why we often speak in such circumstances, not of a reaction, but of overreaction. The high-gain variety amplifier overreacts because it is frightened by Ashby, in the same sense that someone leaning over the rail of the observation platform on top of a skyscraper may be frightened by Newton and leap backwards instead of merely withdrawing. Uh, So, yeah, so there's this kind of like understanding within the system that you need to attenuate such that your, uh, your, um, Variety equation across the sensory motor anastomotic reticulum is balanced, right? The the you you your reaction is proportional to the sensory input that you are getting, um, and you can we we have a sense that we might be overreacting because we're trying so hard to uh, balance these things, um. And that is the being frightened by Ashby uh, point as, as, as opposed to the much more obvious one frightened by Newton, which is, well, you're just scared of gravity and the distance between you and the ground. Uh, Shane, go ahead. So I, I think it I take it also to mean that like
4: um – like, you know, you you get the scare from Newton and then you, you leap backwards instead of just merely withdrawing away from the, the rail. But there's, there's an implied possibility that you would jump backwards off of the platform <laughs> by accident. Um, and I, I think maybe in a kind of revolutionary situation, it's more something like, oh, there's there's something happening on the ground. We, we kind of don't really know if these people are, are they, are they counter-revolutionary insurgents or are they just MOOCs just milling around? We better send the armed guards down there just in case. The, and I think that the, the the system or the organism is kind of conscious of the fact that it doesn't know. It is conscious of the fact that it has lost information somewhere along the line, and so there is a sometimes conscious and sometimes unconscious impulse to overcompensate for the loss by acting harder than you really need to, out of maybe out of, out of a, an abundance of safety. But also that can get you into disastrous scenarios, either when you leap backwards off of the platform that you were trying not to fall off of, um, or when you send armed guards to go investigate people who weren't a fucking threat anyway, and then off kicking off a nuclear war by doing that. <laughs> um, so I, the, I'm not totally sure that it's stated explicitly in the text there, but I think it's that's, that's my, my sort of reading uh, of the implications. <clears throat>
0: Well, I think oftentimes in these situations, if you're, we're leaning over the rail on observation platform on a skyscraper, you leap backwards and then you're embarrassed because you're, re- because you, you know, mm-hmm. your reaction was not really very sensible. So mm-hmm. the, the, this is just, you know, it's it's embarrassing, uh, even if it's mm-hmm. not lethal, it's still a, it's still an overreaction. Yeah, uh, certainly. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so. Uh, The argument is that the simplifications embedded in the regulatory model deprive it of requisite variety, in recognition of which that variety is ostensibly, but not actually restored, essentially by shouting. This is not to confuse sound amplification with variety amplification. By declaring a monumental platitude or a crude oversimplification with conviction and an air of authority, the politician seeks to convey the impression that since obviously nothing could be that naive, it isn't. There are hidden depths in the underlying conceptual model comes the implication, which you would not understand or which it is not in the national interest to divulge. At any rate, says the tacit message, our model can match the variety proliferated by the crisis. It cannot, and the fact that the claim is spurious is often signaled by the hectoring attitude of the speaker, bolstered as it sometimes is by phrases such as, for heaven's sake, everyone knows. And that favorite North American version. "Ah, oh, come on now. Uh, they tell us that the regulatory model in lowercase f of a, does not enjoy requisite variety. (laughs) Yes, the best people. (laughs) Uh, Now, if the action taken in the crisis were to be based on the output of this forward transmission line as described, serious mistakes would certainly be made. Then we shall invoke the capabilities of an error-controlled negative feedback servo mechanism, as described in figure eight, its accompanying text, and the mathematical note at the end of the same chapter two. Output is compared with input, as indicated in figure 49 by the circle with cross inscribed to generate a signal measuring error that is added into to the forward transmission according to a set of rules embodied in a feedback function, uppercase F of A. We saw in chapter two the circumstances in which the feedback loop comes to dominate the whole circuit. And the claim was advanced that thanks to its operation, the output signals will be of greater purity than we had any right to expect when the input is noisy, as in this case it was demonstrated to be. In the context of crisis analysis, however, this protective device seems not to work properly, maybe because it does not exist. If it does exist, then its operation seems to be counterproductive in that crises so often tend towards increasing instability and eventual explosion rather than to damping and eventual equilibrium. It will, be, it will perhaps be remembered that the conceptual model informing the forward function lowercase f of a is chosen, not because it offers the best available representation of the world, but because it is competent to affect the change within the mores that are acceptable to those in charge. The discovery of a great truth might not be amenable to registration in this conceptual model, simply because discoveries are new then the great truth would have no capacity to engage in changing anything. By the same token, the only uppercase F of A feedback function that can be heard by the action-taking process on the forward line must be using a model of lower variety than that in use by the conceptual model in F of A. Unfortunately, from a cybernetic standpoint that seeks stability, if fortunately for the freedom of speech, Such a feedback function does exist and is indeed counterproductive towards stability. It is quite clearly provided by the mass media. They amplify variety in the spurious sense defined above, thereby making the total dynamic system depicted in figure 49 as dangerously explosive as we know it to be and as unequipped with requisite variety to handle crisis as we feared. For the variety generated by the crisis is likely to proliferate with time, whereas the matching variety of the regulatory, regulative mechanism here described must resolutely fail. All right, Jeremy and then Shane.
1: this is what twitter does twitter has very very high variety it's very very rapid and so it's very easy when a circuit when a crisis happens to tweet um it's not very good necessarily i mean some twitter feeds are great in a crisis but most are not um, but We've reached a point where when Beer is writing, he's talking about Walter Cronkite or the BBC, and today we're talking about somebody tweeting almost right away, even at the scene while things are happening. We have 24-hour news channels, uh, Deutsche Welle, the BBC, CNN, things like that, but they're usually not happening at the speed of Twitter.
0: Yeah, so um, Twitter as a lowercase f of a is something I I don't quite understand because, um, you know, the feedback function should be trying to achieve some kind of equilibrium, right? It should be uh, modifying the uh, feedforward function, but Twitter doesn't really do that. It's kind of just amplifying. And, and so I, yeah, I'm a little bit confused by this section. Uh, cause he's like, Oh, it doesn't exist, but, or maybe it does exist, but it's really maladaptive. And that much I understand. I just don't understand exactly why it's positioned as the feedback loop here. Um, Shane, go ahead. Um, uh, one thing that jumped out at me was the, the whole thing
4: about like um, even the the new discoveries, um, or the the, the the model can only accommodate whatever is inside the parameters of the model, right? The more is the acceptable. Um, except, you know, it, it, but it, it reminds me of like, I guess, like Kuhn and Lakatosh, right? Like this thing of like scientific research programs and how you don't really get smooth, uh, updating of scientific models. You get like, you just wait for a bunch of people to die and then you can finally play the forbidden music and, and, and research the forbidden theories, right? That, um, uh, that like you, you can bring new truths to a, um, social kind of cognitive model like or a media sort of model or like our kind of mutual social models but if it just doesn't fit the pattern it'll get shocked um and you're kind of stuck within and I, I guess that, that also goes for like any any kind of like marxist research program or whatever where like these inconvenient truths just get dropped or um like really challenging kind of elaborations on the theory or even the economic theory just get fucking ignored because it's not the immortal science um, and so on um, the Twitter thing, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe in beer zero, what he's getting here with with the mass media is that like the mass media have a narrative that they stick to. It's very that the West wing sort of media there's there's an accepted narrative and there's no facts allowed that'll challenge the narrative, whereas I think I feel that Twitter by comparison is more like a kind of Boltzmann brain sort of just random process that like may or may not cohere into anything, but is is just kind of. Almost entirely noise. I do take um, Jeremy's point, though, about like the the, the lag, right? Because I mean, a couple of weeks ago, or like before Christmas, uh, like we live close to a harbor, and there was a huge fucking fire down at the port. So uh, my family and I just scooted out of the house and went just, like a half a mile down the road, and we were like tri- checking for news. And like the official news channels were all like a half an hour behind, like what we were seeing on Twitter. And people just live broadcasting as like, oh, the you know these developing sort of things. It was kind of remarkable how. How ineffective the, the official media really was um, at updating anyone on the evolving situation.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, that was the reason why Twitter blew up in the first place it wasn't because it was an echo chamber of social climbers screaming at each other. Uh, it was because it provided like instantaneous news and then it became the other thing and it kind of reverts back when a crisis happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, uh, I guess, you know, there is a kind of like sense making that, that happens on Twitter, which I guess you could describe as a feedback mechanism for sure. Um, but, it, yeah, it has that kind of exaggerating tendency to it as well. Uh, uh, yeah, OK. Uh, Jake, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I think um, it's definitely like interesting. I, I don't know if Twitter would be that different from what he's describing other than that like t1 might not be like that night and it might be that next second you know um but i think that just means that the potential for variety amplification uh is is way higher because you're getting feedback much quicker and and so the loop can can operate much quicker um i think that also like sort of speaks to the need for like uh a competent like organization like a competent revolutionary organization to have like some mechanism of, of like um feedback gathering and like uh like you know a, a basically a competent system too right um but one that isn't like twitter because of the massive variety that's just generated there that like basically like eludes all potential like um what do you call it uh, attenuations of it um but yeah, I think, and and yeah, definitely. This like also just gets back to what we've said before of like, if people, if something new comes along that isn't within the framework of the system, like it's not conceptual, it's not conceivable to them that this is a thing, then it's just cut it off. You know, it's like I, um, some uh, a few couple months ago, my uh, my girlfriend was fired for from her job because she was. Uh, complained to the CEO one too many times that her coworkers weren't wearing masks, and you know he, he his response was, "What are you talking about? There's a policy in place; everyone wears masks." She sends him a picture that that shows them not wearing masks. She gets fired. It's like cut off cut off the variety there. It's too much variety. You're saying that people aren't obeying the commands that I have. Ooh, get out of here. You're 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 not a fit for this company. You know, so it's like that that kind of thing. Yeah, it it's it's uh it's frustrating. But um yeah, so it's 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 uh it's a similar thing. I think, Jeremy, you brought up the like the degradation of the, the Bolsheviks as the civil war goes on. And then I would say also like as you know, Stalin purges the original Bolsheviks uh against like reduce that variety, reduce the people who might have a perspective that's based on things that happened before the end of the civil war because that introduces too much uh, too much variety into your system, than you're able to handle. Um, yeah. I think, I think personally, like, like understanding the kind of like um, the way that a system or organization will cut off, like just close its ears and just go like, la, 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 la when it, you know, when you bring in some information that's not equipped to deal with really has like shifted my perspective on, on that kind of thing. I, I think it's like a really great way of, of understanding why, like, you know, outside of the kind of, like, liberal or individualistic conception of, like, well, this person just doesn't want to listen to me, but it's, like, no, the the, the system is not set up to handle the input that you're giving it. Uh, for whatever reason, you can kind of interrogate that, but, um, and I think it's interrogating that is a much more useful and, fru- like, fruitful uh, venture than trying to, like, you know, say, uh, well, why didn't this person, does this person not like me or something? It's, like, that won't get you anywhere, really. Um, so, yeah, and then I think, um, yeah, I, I, think the, the, the feedback loop that he sort of describes and, 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 puts in, in figure 49 that he at least states in this part of the chapter is really like really important. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just key to have that, like the correct attenuators and, and amplifiers to like, to get the relevant information and filter out the noise, right? That's, that's ultimately what you want to do. And, um, you know, I, and I, then I, I just wanted to say something also about like the Jeremy wrote, like the ban on factions. Uh, it's like, in one sense, yes, right. That that is being frightened of the potential variety of it. But then on the other, the other hand, there is the like argument of um, you want people cohering, like you want the organization to be a coherent whole, and you don't want people spinning off their own kind of like viable system within your system that's not that's not like handled by system one, right? Maybe a good good system would have the proper system two and three and all that stuff to handle those existing. But I think within the people who can constitute those, uh, like a faction within like a party, they could start to, you know, without the proper like um, constraints, right, uh, spin off in a direction that's like counterintuitive to the direction of the whole organization and it can lead to splits, I think. Um, but again, it's like the, the answer is not to ban that, right? The answer is not to cut off that variety. It's, it's to have the proper channels to like attenuate it in the proper way, you know? So I think, um, I think, yeah, people are just, people are frightened of, of, of the unknown, I think. And that is part of, uh, the goal of, of revolutionaries is to like inoculate people against that, like fear and, uh, assuage their fear by like doing good things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to switch people's fear on that, but
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, one thing I was thinking of with the feedback uh, point is like, you know, the, we saw in the earlier chapters that the feedback tends to predominate. Um, and so if you have, you know, Twitter operating on this like second by second uh, feedback loop, Um, You kind of have the potential Of getting into this like Beaudrillardian situation Where The feedback loop is absolutely Predominant over the situation On the ground that's being reported And the simulacrum Comes to dominate Um, uh, Now I don't Think I've actually seen that Happen anywhere Uh, Like the You know, this Whenever I follow these kind of like developing Breaking a news sort of situations on Twitter It always feels like Twitter is lagging behind the situation that's happening there People are trying to make sense And then within like a couple hours after it happening You have some kind of narrative that's developed and it's like, okay, now everything is framed in terms of that narrative. Everyone's fighting over the narrative. But at the moment, it's not like the narrative is absolutely predominant over say, you know, someone lighting a fire in the back of a building or something like that. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, I, I don't think that that like absolute predominance is something I've ever actually seen happen uh, instantaneously. Uh, even though it does tend to happen after a short time. Uh, boast. go ahead. There we go. Um, So I guess this is just
2: like a a general question, but how far do you think that we can like drag this model around? Like I know that we keep talking about it in terms of like, there's three distinct uh, states or municipalities or whatever that are interacting with each other. Um, But in terms of crisis, like since crisis can be everything from like the ecological level, like in really small terms, like let's say, three interconnected species on an island are experiencing an ecological crisis. How much of this can we apply to that situation? Similarly, uh, going back to the roommate example, um, if the crisis in this case is not uh, something that is immediate, but is, or it, it is immediate in this case, like a bust water vein, like you can't kind of hide the fact, no matter like how poorly you're attenuating the variety, whether or not your apartment's flooded. Uh, so then kind of like building up to like the global stage, i I'm looking at this situation with respect to global warming and how it's almost like the nature of that crisis permits us to be so uh, elusive about, uh, responding to it and it how like that crisis almost defines how we, uh, create that capital F of A that makes us no longer have the variety to understand what's going on. Um, and I guess I, my, my, question is like would it be improper to try to like drag this model around or is this specifically a model that is just about like states interacting with each other and a mass media interacting with those states
0: yeah i mean i think it's uh it's it's probably more general than that i mean as far as the dichotomous conceptual apparatus that's been used with regards to the uh global warming crisis, it's been, you know, environment versus economy uh, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, foresight versus jobs now uh, are are the kinds of frames that have been used to understand this. And I think you can fit that into this model, right? in terms of like seeing where the limitations are with uh, our reaction to to this to the crisis, um, so I mean I think the the whole point of what we're doing with this exercise here is to understand the ways in which a can adapt to a crisis of this sort with multiple actors. So I think that's probably going to be useful in a number of different situations, not just uh, not just uh, international political one. Uh, Shane, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I was going to say with with the uh, the example of the uh, ecological crisis. I think like um, like if if there's anything that resembles a world social brain currently, it's capital and markets, and those just simply do not transduce the information that is actually applicable in the same way that a dog's uh visual cortex just doesn't process color um and so i I think the the model is definitely applicable in that sense of these like we can see that like one of the glaring problems is that the the thing that's analogous to a nervous system in our world society is absolutely degenerate at at processing relevant signals it's really good at processing signals that are relevant to its own psychotic kind of model of of the world but is, is is awful at, pr- at processing things that we people care about, uh, and I think I think that, that that squares with with what beer is going on about here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it it is in a sense like the great truth that is not represented, right? Or it is represented, but it's represented in how can we make green capitalism work? How can mm-hmm. we make? How can we make Elon Musk the richest man in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, or know. it's just
4: left as like completely nominal. It's like they just stop thinking about it and put the fucking like butcher's knife down and go, nope, no further. And just leave it off or or try to, yeah, as you said, like sneak it back in sort of by like, how can we make this be a market? Um,
0: yeah, well, I mean, I feel like right now the markets are all in on 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 green capitalism mm-hmm. right they're like oh, oh the democrats the democrats have a senate uh, majority uh, okay mm-hmm. let's uh, let's buy uh buy uh, green energy stocks and mm-hmm. oh, suddenly elon musk is the richest man in the world
4: i, I think uh, we i think we probably talked about it like last year but it's maybe worth mentioning again but like the my observation that like The Tories have come out with, like, a kind of Green New Deal-alike sort of thing. And who knows? It's probably horseshit. They'll probably never actually do it or or whatever. But it's interesting that, like, in both the U.S. and the U.K., and probably in all sorts of other places, they're now able able to entertain these kinds of Green New Deal kinds of things after the left was defeated. Like, once the Green New Deal stuff was shorn of all of its class content, then they could let it on the table. But they were—so— which thing is is a kind of recurring thing there that like they'll entertain the concessions and the the changes, but they'll never entertain you having power. That like they'll they, they they'll they'll never give up control. They'll give up concessions all the time, but they'll never give up the control. So you can probably trick them into all kinds of shit <laughs> if you like. Put something on the table with class power, and then take the class power away. You can like, but like, I did, yeah, yeah, you're you're right, Kyle. It's like now now that the class content is fucking sliced off, they're they're able to entertain it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to be clear, like, none of this shit is actually going to address the no. ecological crisis we're in. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, now, like, you know, there's going to be, like, a, an invasion of mm-hmm. Bolivia to get their fucking lithium and, mm-hmm. and, you know, all this other nonsense that's going to happen uh, so everyone can have an mm-hmm. electric car and... Like, it, it's, just, it's just new ways to make markets. That's why, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, that's why, like, capital F of, or sorry, lowercase F of A, the feed forward loop is still just operating in this extremely limited conceptual mm-hmm. framework, right? It's, that, that, it, does, it,
4: that does fit the example here, right? That, like, yeah. it's w- once once you cleave off all of the stuff that doesn't fit the existing model, which is just all markets all the time. Yeah. Once you've lobbed everything off to make it down into the the peg that will fit the hole, it, it it'll it'll slide right in there. Whether it actually does anything useful or not is another question entirely. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it
0: really doesn't matter to A if A is uh, It just it wants is, the peg to fit the hole. That's, that's yeah, what it wants. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just trying to balance the uh, sensory and the and the motor. That's that's all it's trying to do. Uh, Matt, go ahead.
5: Nah yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, um, you know, what, like, the most likely outcome is, you know, some version of climate imperialism, where, you know, um, uh, you, you get more like international agreements that, you know, like enshrine, you know, intellectual property like above a nation states like actual laws, yeah, like, like just to make sure that, you know, like, I know, like, I could see there actually being like a, uh, you know, a Tory um, a green new deal, but I mean, you know, like baked into that will of course be that, you know, Trident will hit any country that you know tries to use some kind of uh you know a less polluting uh you know extraction process for some kind of mineral um and and um you like going back to the four futures article you know like you but i mean like the thing is exterminism was like something that they might have done so i mean you know going from exterminism to rentism you know that is an improvement but uh you know like it minimally it gives us more time but yeah i mean i'm also thinking of like the um you know the the, the 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 bait and switch uh, Shane mentioned earlier that, that's kind of useful. I think you can even think of it in terms of like you know the, the different System Five modes where like you know if if they see anything that's sort of on the table of actually like harming their power, they're suddenly a lot more willing to negotiate about things that like you know the, they probably didn't want to before. You know they oh you know I'm making enough money from you know my extraction industry right now. You know what what, what, what do I care from any of this? Um, uh, but you know like if it, it, once there's even a possibility of like you know th- the, uh, uh like the, the the fundamental arrangement changing suddenly they're in panic mode suddenly they're a lot more you know um uh, uh, willing to negotiate I, I think the real you know the, the 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 real trick is to build a um uh, build an organization that has enough variety to take advantage of that without you know just becoming complacent afterwards once you've got the concessions because you know you could strategically actually like get stuff that you know makes it easier for you to do your next stage but you know you have to not just like lay down as soon as you get it
0: Right, sure, yeah, um, that's certainly true. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so um, again, like uh, people are kind of mentioning, like basically, like climate Leviathan, right? That's kind of the the centrist centrist response to um, to the climate crisis, which would be something like the the compromise between. The Labour Green New Deal and the Tory Green New Deal would be this uh, very EU-style uh, uh, global administration to maintain green capitalism everywhere. Um, all right, well, uh, I think we've come up on time and we finished up that section, so next time we're going to go to section three, um, yes, uh, the the ecological union, there you go. Uh, <laughs> We did it, folks. Great. Now we can have incredibly shitty neoliberal dictatorial bureaucracy um, uh, that runs our, 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 our new eco-capitalism. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we finished section two. We're going to move on to section three next time. Uh, so that will be next week. I will see you all then. Thanks for participating. Uh, it's been been a good discussion. And, cool. uh, Thanks everyone. Yeah, have a happy happy new year. Thanks. Bye-bye. bye. Bye.